You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Monday, March 1st edition of the Lockdown Rockies podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host of the podcast, Ryan Latica, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Well, the Colorado Rockies and the Arizona Diamondbacks played a baseball game yesterday. It was the first game of the year 2021 that the Rockies did not play against themselves. Um, The spring training schedule got started yesterday for all of the teams in Major League Baseball, both in Florida and in Arizona. Um, And there are some news uh, with the Locked On Podcast Network as well with the beginning of the spring training schedule. Um, Before I dive into the game yesterday, I did just want to um, you know, mentioned some housekeeping items right off the bat. Um, now that the now that spring training has started, this podcast will be returning back to a daily podcast. Uh, so you can look for episodes from me in your podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Five days a week during the work week, Monday through Friday. Um, I will also be transitioning to a three-segment podcast instead of just the usual two that uh, you all have been accustomed to, that I've been accustomed to as well since I took over as the host of this podcast. So three segments now instead of just two and a daily podcast as well now that spring training has gotten kicked off and is in full swing. No pun intended there. Uh, But now that... You know, I kind of covered that. Um, I do want to jump into the game that the Rockies played yesterday because they played a they played a baseball game. They won a baseball game, so you know, World Series watches on. They they won the spring training opener. So, um, and it was a huge day as well for the uh, return of the Nolan Arenado trade as well. I'll get into that just a little bit later. Uh, but the Rockies did win a five to two baseball game over the Arizona Diamondbacks in the spring training opener, the 10th anniversary of Salt River Fields at Talking Stick as well. So super exciting that, uh, you know, fans, at least in a limited capacity, were able to be in attendance for that. It looks like the attendance was 2,100 exactly at Salt River Fields at Talking Stick. Uh, But the Rockies defeated the Diamondbacks 5-2 in an eight-inning game. Uh, Obviously, they... uh, they're sometimes during uh, this upcoming spring training slate, they will shorten the games by maybe one or two innings just uh, to, you know, do have to deal with COVID protocols and they don't want people just kind of hanging around the ballpark. And, you know, they want to just try and get people out just to make sure that everybody's, you know, staying safe. And, you know, we're, we're going about this, you know, as smartly as we can um, as we progress through the spring training schedule and into the regular season as well. So, um, I want to break down the, I just kind of want to give you a, a brief summary of what happened yesterday in case you missed it, um, over the course of the full game. Um, and then in over the course of my next two segments, I want to break down the offense and the pitching, uh, in a little bit more detail as well, um, from what happened yesterday. Uh, but so, uh, I just want to go over kind of in, in a general sense, what kind of happened yesterday as well, because, you know, it's exciting. We finally have a, have a real game to talk about. So, um, I'll give you the, uh, the, the, the spring opening lineup for the Rockies, uh, real quick. 
Uh, it was Raimel Tapia leading off, starting in left field. Obviously, we saw Tapia lead off uh, quite a bit in the 2020 season as well, and he was back in there yesterday. Uh, then we had Chris Owings hitting second, starting at shortstop. No Trevor Story yesterday. Uh, Charlie Blackman wasn't in there as well. Um, so it was Chris Owings getting the uh, spring opening start at shortstop for the Rockies. Then it was Ryan McMahon hitting third, starting at third base, where I anticipate we will see Ryan McMahon quite a bit over the course of the 2021 season now that Nolan Arenado is no longer a Colorado Rocky. Uh, then we saw C.J. Crone in the cleanup spot. Uh, C.J. Crone, the longtime uh, Angels first baseman. He was also with Tampa Bay and with Minnesota as well. Um, and he started at the designated hitter position. Uh, then it was Sam Hilliard. He started in the five hole. He started in right field yesterday. Then Josh Fuentes hit sixth. He was starting at first base. Garrett Hampson started in center field. He hit seventh, then starting eighth. Brendan Rogers at second base. And then Dom Nunez hit ninth behind the plate as well. So it got off to um, a little bit of a shaky start for the Rockies in the top half of the first inning. Um, obviously, it's the spring training opener. Um, you know, there are going to be a little bit of jitters and some rust. Obviously, nothing to be worried about. It's literally the first game of spring training. Uh, but Cattell Marte led off for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, he got on base uh, thanks to a fielding error by Brendan Rodgers at second base. And this game was not televised. Um, so I was not able to watch and, you know, no, nobody was really able to watch anything that happened except, you know, unless you were actually there. Um, so I'm just, you know, kind of going off of what the MLB.com play-by-play is telling me. Um, I was able to listen to, uh, listen to it on the radio though. So that was kind of nice just to be able to sit around and listen to baseball again for the first time in like, you know, three or four months. So, um, so that was good. Uh, but Cattell Marte led off the game. Reach, uh, he reached on a throwing error by Brendan Rodgers. Um, and then Austin Gomber, who started for the Rockies, the centerpiece of the Nolan Arenado trade, he uncorked a wild pitch. Uh, and that allowed Cattell Marte to advance to second base. Uh, then David Peralta came up um, and he somehow popped into a double play. Uh, Chris Owings uh, caught the ball and he threw it back to Brendan Rodgers to somehow double off Cattell Marte. Um, again, it was not on TV, so I wasn't really, I'm not really sure how that happened, uh, but it did. So all of a sudden there are two outs and Eduardo Escobar flew out to Rymel Tapia to end the top of the first inning. So no harm, no foul. Uh, Austin Gomber faced the minimum in his first inning in a Rockies uniform. Then in the bottom of the first inning, we saw Rymel Tapia leading off. Um, as I mentioned, saw him in the leadoff spot quite a bit last year. Um, he struck out on three pitches. Chris Owings and Ryan McMahon both drew walks. Uh, we saw C.J. Crone. He flew out to Cole Calhoun in right field for the second out in Yency. Or actually, <laughs> I, I actually uh, almost said Yency Almonte out of third, but they uh, they actually just called the first inning after two outs just due to pitch count. Um, so Yency Almonte, they just rode in there as kind of like a placeholder. Um, and so no score in the first inning, no score in the second inning as well. The Diamondbacks did get on the scoreboard in the third inning when Chichi Gonzalez came into the game in relief of Austin Gomber. Austin Gomber threw two scoreless innings, only allowed one hit. He struck out one. Um, and Chichi Gonzalez came into the came into the ball game in the third inning. Um, and he did what we've seen Chichi Gonzalez do um, over the course of the last couple of years that he's been in a Rockies uniform. He gave up a couple of runs, both earned on three hits. Uh, he was able to strike out a guy, um, but he gave up a home run to Trace Thompson. He also gave up an RBI double to David Peralta. 
Um, and just like that, the Diamondbacks had an early 2 to nothing lead. The Rockies did get a couple more in the fourth inning. Uh, Garrett Hampson, uh, he drove in the Rockies' first run on an RBI single. Um, that was after Sam Hilliard and Josh Fuentes both, uh, both hit singles to lead off the inning. Um, and then Garrett Hampson followed up with a third straight hit of the game to score Sam Hilliard. Brendan Rodgers struck out. And then we saw Dom Nunez come through with the Rockies' fourth hit of the inning. And Rymel Tapia drove in the Rockies' second run on a ground out. So that tied the game. The Rockies uh, took the lead in the fifth inning on uh, when Ryan McMahon was able to score on a wild pitch. And then in the bottom of the sixth inning, Jamison Hanna, who came back in the Jeff Hoffman trade um, in early on in the offseason, uh, he drove in Alan Trejo on an RBI single. That gave the Rockies their fourth run. And then in the bottom of the eighth inning, Eric Stamitz, uh, he singled on a fly ball to center field to score Alan Trejo again. And that plated the Rockies' fifth run, and that was the ball game, as there was not a ninth inning played. So the Rockies prevailed over the Arizona Diamondbacks 5-2, certainly um, a lot of good signs uh, from both the offense and the pitching staff as well, and I will get into that um, momentarily. Uh, but first, I want to tell you a little bit about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing, and I assume that there's probably a way to bet on spring training as well. I wouldn't advise it, but if you're into that kind of thing, I'm sure you could. I'm sure that you could be able to. Um, bet Online also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, as well as news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Welcome back to this Monday edition of the Locked On Rockies podcast with your host, Ryan Latica, and we're covering everything you need to know about the Rockies, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, today we are discussing the Rockies' first spring training game against the Arizona Diamondbacks. So in the first segment, I kind of just took you through a brief little summary of what happened in the game yesterday in case you missed it. But to, right now, I want to dive into the uh, the pitching side of things a little bit here in a little bit more detail. And then to wrap it up in the third segment, I will talk about the offense and what kind of happened with the Rockies hitters yesterday as well. Uh, but as I mentioned, we did see Austin Gomber in the uh, in the spring opener yesterday. The centerpiece of the Nolan Arenado trade did not take us long to see Austin Gomber in action. Um, and, you know, he was pretty impressive from, you know, from what I could tell and from what I was listening to on the radio he pitched two scoreless innings uh he only he didn't he only gave up one hit he also struck out a batter as well using that curveball that we've heard so much about with Austin Gomber that's kind of his his uh, claim to fame so to speak um and so that'll be kind of an interesting storyline to watch as well 
um, as we progress through the season once uh, everybody gets back to Coors Field um, to see how that curveball um, will be affected by uh, you know pitching in the thin air at Coors Field and you know constantly going from altitude to sea level and back and forth like that um, as you know as I've talked about uh, numerous times on this podcast with the Coors Field effect having um, a, a pretty big impact on off-speed pitches like that. Um, so hopefully Austin Gomber's curveball will be able to survive because he was able to use it a couple of times um, in the, I want to say, yeah, it was in the second inning um, on his one strikeout in his two innings of work. Um, it was Nick Ahmed. He struck him out on four pitches. He started him off with a 92 and a half mile an hour fastball. And then he uh, set him up with a couple of curveballs. Uh, the first one was a called strike. And then uh, Ahmed was able to foul off the second curveball before uh, before Gomber struck him out on an 84 mile an hour slider. So we were able to kind of see that um, that signature curveball there. Um, and this is kind of what's, uh, what Bud Black had to say about Austin Gomber after the game. This is from Thomas Harding's uh, post-game story here. Um, he uh, Overall, Bud Black said that he liked the tempo of his game. It was upbeat. It's aggressive. Um, for me, it looked better in person than it does on video. Um, he also said he makes his pitches. He has some pitch ability. Uh, but I think the thing is, uh, from him being around now for a couple weeks, there's an aggressiveness to him. He's on the attack. Um, and so it's certainly good to see from Austin Gomber. Um, and, you know, as as I mentioned, that curveball is kind of his claim to fame. If you go on uh, Baseball Savant, um, that's kind of where I find all of my uh, StatCast metrics that I talk about on my podcast. Um, and you can find you can find them pretty easily as well. You just Google the player's name and then follow that up with Baseball Savant. Um, but Austin Gomber, um, in the course of his 2018 season, uh, his last really kind of full season of work, because, you know, 2020, you can't really take any um, any real conclusions from that. You have to take the 2020 season with a massive grain of salt, as I've mentioned before on this podcast. Uh, but in the 2018 season, uh, if you look at the strikeout rate uh, by all of his pitches, Austin Gomber had the highest strikeout rate on his curveball, which is just under 27%. Uh, so hopefully we'll, you know, we'll see a lot more of that this year uh, from Austin Gomber. Hopefully, you know, his, his curveball continues to be that, continues to be that effective even at altitude as well. So then, as I mentioned, we saw Chichi Gonzalez. Uh, he came in in relief of Austin Gomber. Chichi Gonzalez, as you'll remember, was designated. Uh, he was non-tendered. He was not designated for assignment. He was non-tendered at the non-tender deadline. Um, the Rockies brought him back on a minor league deal with an invite to big league camp uh, because for reasons that are beyond me, they really like Chichi Gonzalez. Um, and this is not me trying to like bag on Chichi Gonzalez. I just honestly don't really see what the Rockies see in Chichi Gonzalez as I've mentioned before on this podcast this is not just me you know drawing conclusions off of one spring training inning uh, but Chichi came in and he gave up two runs on three hits in the third inning um, he, he gave up a homer to Trace Thompson the brother of Clay Thompson who plays for the Golden State Warriors in the NBA um, and then he also gave up a an RBI double to David Peralta um, so that was part of a three-hit third inning allowed by Chichi Gonzalez. That was also the final hit that Rockies pitchers allowed on the afternoon. Um, the combination of Jordan Sheffield, Phil Deal, Heath Holder, um, Jesus Tinoco, and Tommy Doyle um, they combined to allow or they combined to keep the Diamondbacks uh, hitless for the rest of the game. So certainly encouraging there. Uh, and again, we saw, uh, Jordan Sheffield as well come in. He was the Rockies rule five draft selection from the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I did an episode 
kind of centered around the Rule 5 draft as well. Um, in case you missed it, you can go back and find it um, where I kind of just broke down a little bit how the Rule 5 draft works and, you know, really kind of who jo- uh, Jordan Sheffield is. He is the brother, uh, I believe the brother of um, uh, Justice Sheffield, yeah, the brother of Justin Sheffield, Justice Sheffield, who pitches for the Seattle Mariners. Um, and he was o- he was originally um, a 36th uh, overall pick uh, if I'm, if I'm, <coughs> excuse me, if I'm, if I'm reading this correctly, um, in the, uh, competitive balance round, um, by the Los Angeles Dodgers in 2016. So Jordan Sheffield came in, he threw a, he threw a scoreless inning. Certainly great to see. We saw Philip Deal come in. He actually, uh, got the win in the, in today's ball game. Not that that matters at all. Um, usually I'd try and, uh, stay away from mentioning the win just because it's an entirely meaningless stat for pitchers. Um, but Phil Deal came in, he threw a scoreless inning, didn't strike anybody out, didn't give up a hit. Um, you know, uh, Heath Holder, uh, who I'm actually not, who I wasn't actually super familiar with, um, coming into, uh, today's ball game, uh, but, or yesterday's ball game, I guess I should say. Um, but Heath Holder, uh, he came in, he's, uh, been with the Rockies in spring training, uh, every year since 2019. Um, and so he has appeared in now four total games for the Rockies during spring training. He has not appeared for the Rockies in the major leagues, um, but he has appeared um, in quite a few games in the minors for the Rockies. He's been with the Rockies since 2016. Um, in 2019, his most re- uh, most recent professional season, he made it as high as AAA Albuquerque. He appeared in two games there, uh, but spent most of the 2019 season with the Hartford Yard Goats. Um, in double A, where he appeared in 29 games, posted a 264 ERA, so pretty respectable uh, for Heath Holder. And since he did make it as high as AAA Albuquerque in 2019, um, I wouldn't put it out of the question that we might see him uh, with the major league club sometime this year um, in case, you know, there are any kind of injuries or, you know, COVID issues in the bullpen. Um, so you might you might look out for Heath Holder in, uh, with the major league club sometime this year. Uh, Jesus Tinoco uh, came in in relief of Holder. Um, he threw a scoreless inning, walked one, struck out one. Um, obviously, the final uh, remaining member of the Troy Tulowitzki trade after the Rockies traded Jeff Hoffman to the Cincinnati Reds earlier this offseason. And then Tommy Doyle uh, came in and closed it out. He was credited with the save. He walked two um, and struck out one. So overall, eight innings pitched for the Rockies today or yesterday, I keep saying today, uh, yesterday, um, they gave up four hits, um, three of which were Chichi Gonzalez in the third inning. The fourth hit was Austin Gomber. Um, so yeah, so after, after Gomber and Chichi, no hits allowed by the Rockies bullpen. Um, only the two runs allowed by Chichi Gonzalez. Uh, they walked four, struck out six, only gave up that one home run to, uh, Trace Thompson as well. So certainly encouraging stuff to see from the Rockies pitching staff on the first day of spring training as well. And coming up in just a couple minutes here, I will dive into the offense a little bit here as well. Uh, but first, I want to tell you a little bit about the Built Bar. It's the best tasting best tasting protein bar available, and there are 18 amazing flavors out there, including caramel brownie, cherry barcia, apple almond crisp, and so much more. So you can be sure to find the best one for you. They even have a cookies and cream bar for you cookie lovers out there. It only has 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar. You also get a free cooler with any purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. 
Welcome back into this Monday edition of the Locked On Rockies podcast, along with your host, Ryan Latica. And before I continue on, I just want to let you know you can join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past. Featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories, Locked On MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. So today I am breaking down the Rockies' spring opener that happened yesterday, 5-2 win over the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, and I already took you through a little brief summary of what happened just scoring uh, overall as well as the pitching staff, some of the bigger storylines that happened with the pitching staff. And now I kind of want to delve into um, some of the key things that happened yesterday with the offense as well. Uh, so, as I mentioned earlier, it was Rymel Tapia, Chris Owings, Ryan McMahon, CJ Crone, Sam Hilliard, Josh Fuentes, Garrett Hampson, Brendan Rogers, and Dom Nunez were the starting nine for the Rockies. Um, and some of the substitutions that also were able to make it into the game yesterday were Eric Stamitz, Jamison Hanna, Colton Welker, Connor Joe, Jonathan Daza, Ryan Vallad, uh, Alan Trejo, Jose Berseno, and Elegiris Montero, who also came back uh, to the Rockies in the Nolan Arenado trade. So we got to see limited action from two of the five total players that the Rockies got back for Arenado. Um, so that was certainly good to see them, you know, start to get a little bit of action early on in spring. Um, but one of the biggest uh, storylines for the Rockies um, overall in spring training is that battle for the first base job. So Josh Fuentes, he got the start at first base in the Rockies' first game yesterday. He went uh, two for two with a run scored. Um, so his OPS is now 2,000. Well, he has a 1,000 batting average. So great, good for Josh Fuentes getting off to uh, a hot start in spring. Uh, we're going to need to see a lot more of that from him if he wants to win that first base job. Uh, as I've been mentioning throughout the offseason, it, you know, it looked like it was, you know, going to be pretty secure for Frent for Fuentes to be able to to open up at first base on opening day uh, but now the Rockies went out and signed guys like Connor Joe CJ Crone and Greg Bird as well we have not seen Greg Bird yet um, but you know Josh Fuentes um, he has some stiff competition now um, you know CJ Crone he's been a huge power guy um, over the course of his major league career as well um, this is from Thomas Harding's, uh, one of Thomas Harding's stories um, he published yesterday. Uh, C.J. Crone, who has season home run totals of 30 um, in 2018 with the Tampa Bay Rays and 25 in 2019 with the Minnesota Twins. Um, you know, he was in he was in the lineup yesterday. Um, and, you know, I'm sure that the Rockies are going to want to try and get that power, um, in, you know, to Coors Field. I, I would be kind of shocked if C.J. Crone did not make the major league roster coming out of spring training. You know, I, I'd, I'd imagine that you would just have to perform just absolutely terribly during spring training in order to not make the big league roster. Um, and C.J. Crone is one of those guys that, you know, I wish that the Rockies had gone out and signed three years ago. Um, as I mentioned earlier on this podcast, he really could have made a huge difference in the 2018 season. Um, when the Rockies were able to force the Dodgers to a game 163 um, to decide the NL West. But Josh Fuentes uh, going two for two with a run scored. He had a couple singles, so certainly a uh, a great 
spring training beginning for Josh Fuentes. And this is a little quote from him from that Thomas Harding story at MLB.com. He said, it's a little different in the past. I've always tried to scratch the roster, not that anything's guaranteed, but it feels more like I'm battling for an everyday spot, which is awesome. Um, and, uh, later on in the, later on in the story, he said the, pri- the priority, the priority isn't walks as Fuentes put it to think that I'm not considered a starter because I don't walk much is kind of ridiculous. Walks are merely an indication of the quality of his hitting approach, uh, which will be revealed with more plate appearances said Thomas Harding. Um, and you know, he, 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 continued on. He said, that's something that I've got to work on. Um, I'm obviously aggressive and I can get myself in trouble and that comes with it. I think people forget that I only have 150 at bats in the big leagues, uh, to say that I'm this huge strikeout guy is pretty ridiculous. I just started. Um, and yeah, you know, that's absolutely true. Um, he does have pretty limited, uh, innings in the major leagues. He doesn't have the kind of experience that CJ Crone has. Um, and Eric Bird, uh, has, um, uh, Greg Bird. I don't know why I said Eric Bird. Um, Greg Bird also, I mean, he has that big league experience as well. Um, hasn't really been able to stay on the field, uh, too consistently just because of the injury history. But, um, I mean, for, I mean, it's, it's pretty admirable what Josh Fuentes is doing, you know, trying to keep up with these guys. Um, and he has uh, a far, uh, far greater lack of experience at the major league level than, than his competition is. So, um, hopefully we'll see Josh Fuentes continue to do pretty well um, over the course of spring training. Again, I mean, it's only good for the Rockies if we see all three of these guys uh, really start to perform um, and do and do well over the course of the spring training schedule. We also saw uh, Brendan Rodgers again, as I mentioned. Um, he started at second base, was not able to get a hit. And this is a, this is a really big year for Brendan Rodgers as well. Um, obviously, with the departure of Nolan Arenado, that shifts Ryan McMahon to third base in all likelihood. Um, as the starting third baseman so that opens up a spot for Brendan Rodgers at second base that he really needs to take and run with it um, I mean we've seen other members of his draft class um, really turn into established major league players um, and so with Brendan Rodgers this is his time to really take the reins on the second base job and prove that he can be the player that everybody has really kind of expected him to be um, over you know over the course of his minor league career he spent quite a quite a quite a great many years in the Rockies minor league system really tearing the cover off the ball he doesn't really have a whole lot to prove in the minor leagues and that was echoed by Bud Black himself um, and so you know as I mentioned before on this podcast it's really important that Brendan Rodgers really kind of steps up um, and he has been you know he hasn't he hasn't been totally healthy over the course of his his couple years in the big leagues um, you know but when he's on the field, he needs to he needs to make sure that um, he's doing his best to to uh, to perform and and take the reins on that on that second base job as well. Um, we also saw Elahiris Montero um, coming back um, as part of the Nolan Arenado trade as well. He went over one in a pinch hit appearance, um, and we also saw Jamison Hanna as well. He came in um, and pinch hit in Chris Owings' spot in the number two spot in the order, and Jamison Hanna. Um, who also came back in the Jeff Hoffman trade uh, from the Cincinnati Reds earlier on in the offseason. He went one for two with an RBI. Um, he struck out. Um, and so it'll be it'll be interesting to see if Jamison, Han- Jamison Hanna um, is able to make an impact with the big league club as well. Um, I'm looking at his minor league statistics right now. He does not have any experience in the major leagues, obviously. Um, but Jamison Hanna, um, he only has two years of professional baseball under his belt. Um, he was he made it as high as the uh, as Class A advanced in the uh, in the Cincinnati Reds organization. 
Um, and over the course of his career, I mean, he's appeared in 133 games in the minor leagues, slash 275, 340, and 371 with a career 711 OPS. Um, so maybe not quite ready to make a huge impact with the Rockies um, at the major league level. Uh, this upcoming season but I mean it'll be it'll be really interesting to watch his development as well as he transitions into a new organization and uh, who knows you know I mean if he you know if he is if he joins the Rockies minor league system and makes an immediate impact we might see Jamison Hanna um, a little bit sooner rather than later as well so that'll just about wrap up this edition of the Locked On Rockies podcast. I've been talking your ear off uh, about the spring training opener for quite a little while now, uh, but I appreciate you tuning in as well. Um, and, you know, this will be a daily thing now. So uh, it'll, it's super exciting that we at least have games to talk about. And uh, I mean, the 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 attitude around Rockies camp is those guys there are trying to prove people wrong. I mean, they're not being given a, a, a whole lot of chance by by anybody this year to prove that they can um, to prove that they can really contend and be a playoff contender. And and, and it seems like uh, a general consensus around the clubhouse, at least from what's been reported, that they want to that they want to do their best to prove everybody wrong, which, hey, you know, if they're going to prove everybody wrong, that's totally fine with me. Um, but you know, we'll just have to wait and kind of see how it all unfolds over the course of the season, but Hey, baseball is back and it's super exciting. So, uh, I hope that you'll continue to listen along with me as I continue to break down the rest of the Rockies spring training slate. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's an exciting time. Baseball is back. We finally have games to talk about. So, uh, it'll be nice when they finally start televising these games as well. And we'll be able to watch them as well. Um, so thanks for tuning in uh, once more. Um, and you can also get in touch with the show on Twitter at LO Rockies. You can also follow my personal Twitter account at Ryan Latica as well. So um, thanks for tuning in and I hope to see you again tomorrow. Take care. Guys. <laughs>